Social Construct by Ben Brinnikin Episode 4 A farmhouse in darkness Someone hides upstairs Someone else arrives outside They have to break in Because the house is locked up tight Light from the burglar's flashlight dances through the windows and eventually falls on a note on the kitchen table next to the phone. It's signed by Haley, a little X after her name. Do you want to hear what the visitor reads? She read her work aloud. I recorded it. Recording? Hey there, James. If you're reading this, that means you're not dead. Yay! Well done. If you are reading it and I'm nowhere to be seen, that means either we missed you on the road or we're dead. I said to stay here. Or maybe we stopped off at a lovely little restaurant on our way into town. Who knows? Anyway, I'm pleased you're alive. I think we were probably going to break up because, well, I'm not an easy person to deal with. Besides, your alpha male thing was getting a bit annoying. Alpha male? I was trying to keep us all alive. Catherine is in love with you, you know? I think she only went out with Barry so she could see more of you. Double dates and all that. I assume Barry is dead, by the way. That's sad, but let's face it, the world won't miss him. His skills in town and country planning are not high in demand at present, so there you go. Haley. Before I wind things up, I need to come clean about old farmer Jessup. There are some things that I haven't told you. James? Jesus. Catherine? Oh my God. We thought you were dead. I told you to stay here. I couldn't hear what you said. Haley said we should go and find you. Haley, where is she? Uh, she... I lost her. What? What do you mean you lost her? We set off walking... We were a couple of miles from here, walking on the road. She was on one side, I was on the other. You know, just walking. Then all of a sudden she hisses at me to hide. Something was coming. We both jumped over gates into fields either side of the road. We were split. The road between us. A few seconds later, a group, a gang, comes walking up. They must have seen Haley, so they start walking up and down the field where she went. They disappear off. There were trees. I went and hid there. Waited for hours. When I came out, there was no sign of any of them. And here I am. What kind of gang? What do you mean? What kind of gang was it? I didn't see them clearly. How many of them? I didn't see them clearly. Men and women? Just men? What? I didn't see them. Why are you being like this? Because I don't believe you. What? I don't believe you. What then? What do you think happened? I think you... I think you've done something terrible. I think you killed Haley. I killed Haley. Are you mad? I don't think so. <laughs> Where's Barry? You see, that's just it. Barry and I made it to Carlisle. On the outskirts, it was as bad as you can imagine. Carnage. A few people trying to flag down the car, a couple tried to stop us. Eventually we get to a barricade near the old castle. It turns out there's a township, some sort of government, and the hospital is there. 
of sorts anyway. They let you in? Yeah. I had to agree to let them keep the land over, but otherwise they were okay. So, I take Barry to the hospital. He's got really bad. Sweating, delusional. They look at his leg and the doctor comes to see me. He says Barry has sepsis. They don't have the drugs to deal with it. Oh my God. That's not all of it. The doctor said Barry's bandages were dirty. Dirty? We did the best we could. In his opinion, purposefully dirty. What? I don't know what you... I don't know what you mean. Dirt. Bacteria. They were smeared with something. Smeared with what? He wasn't sure. Whatever it was promoted infection. Certainly it was unhygienic. That's horrible. It is, isn't it? You and Haley had access to the bandages and only you and her changed his wounds. Right. So, what are you saying? Are you suggesting one of us, what, put crap on the bandages? Why would we do that? That's disgusting. Explain how else it got there. I have no idea. Maybe it was already on the bandages. And then there was the farmer, bludgeoned to death. Convenient to let us get access to this house. Listen, I don't know where you're going with this, but you need to know that he wasn't Haley's uncle. What? No. He was her father. Nonsense. She, she didn't care that he was dead. It was an act. He was her father. Her abusive father. She told me she was glad he was dead, but James... I think she killed him. You see, I, I would have thought that too. But then I got, I got to thinking. You and Barry had a cricket bat. The one you kept in the tent with you. The farmer died of a blow to the head, I think. And yet the cricket bat didn't come up to the farmhouse with you. It's vanished and you never mentioned it again. What? So now I'm running around smashing unsuspecting farmers over the head with cricket bats? That is crazy. The cricket bat is still at the camp. I think we left it there. I never thought about it until this moment. We can go and get it. Finally, there was this note from Haley. Haley, who reckons you are in love with me. Is that right? What? Oh my God. Do you think I'm some kind of infatuated teenager willing to kill off everyone who could get in our way? This is not a teen fiction. This is real life. You see, I wouldn't have thought all that if it wasn't for the fact that Haley has now gone too. I thought it could easily have been either of you. Haley, because I knew there was more to her uncle's story. She hated Barry for being useless. Or you, for all the reasons I just gave. But there's only you and me left. Don't be ridiculous. It doesn't matter. What, what do you mean? It doesn't matter. Society has gone. We're basically lawless. If, if you want to go around murdering people, that's fine. But I want no part of it. What are you going to do? Nothing. I'm going to leave you to continue your little murder spree. In town they said they'd let me back in. I came on a bike, I'm going back there. <laughs> but what about me? What about you? You can stay in your little farmhouse. After all the years we've been friends, you're going to leave me? You killed two, maybe three people. We're not friends. You've got it wrong. See you later. James, please. 
you got it wrong. There was a gang. Hayley could be all right. She could be making her way back. Let's wait for her. You'll, you'll see. Bye, Kat. Don't you dare leave me here. Don't you dare. Don't bother. Put the knife down. I'm leaving. Or are you going to go for number four? Don't you move. Oh, nice. Where's all the we've been friends for years disappeared to? Look, I'm sorry. Take me with you, please. Not going to happen. Don't do it. I won't let you leave me here. Goodbye, cat. Pigs, <laughs> what, did, what did you do that for? I'm pleading. The knife you have been... Look. That all was blood, Catherine. You, Jamie. Haley was right. What, Jamie? I do love you, Catherine. Do you love me? I, I... <laughs> Jamie. <laughs> it's James. And that is the last Catherine hears. A correction rather than a declaration. Her eyes go dim, her soul departs, if that's what you believe. Here she is, stabbed in a desperate, pointless struggle in the dark. A struggle born of rejection, suspicion and terror. James can do nothing but stare. It'll be a while before he replays the conversation and regrets not saying something better, something more. At the end, he picks up his torch and leaves the farmhouse. He will never come back. The morning comes, the batter is running low. And the grey pool around Catherine's body slowly turns red and then brown as the light floods into the room and the blood soaks into the stone floor. There are morning sounds. Birds... Wind in the trees. Someone making their way into the farmhouse. The kitchen door gently opens to reveal... Haley. She looks tired and cold. Her eyes fall upon Catherine's lifeless form. She moves to the table and picks up the phone. Presses record. Surely now, of all times, is not the time for social media. Catherine. Jesus. What happened to you? Hey, followers. Catherine in the kitchen with the bread knife. Hmm. No one found that funny. No likes. Not even me. Not suicide, though. If it was the gang and they're still around, I guess I'll be next. Maybe they're the Twitter mob out to get me. Cancel culture got you first, cat. I could be next. They nearly got me yesterday. They didn't, obviously. I'm just like my dad. An apocalypse cockroach. A survivor. I just keep coming back no matter what the world throws at me. You're not a survivor. Neither was Bazza. I worked it all out last night, sitting in a tree, waiting for death to catch up with me. You were at the camp a lot about the time Dad must have been killed, so I don't think it was you. It certainly wasn't Jamesy, the resident Boy Scout. So then it had to be Barry. 
Barry with the bat in the barn. It makes sense. Barry wanted to be helpful. A fully paid up member of the tribe. His contribution was to smack a disgusting old man over the head with a cricket bat. Then again, I suppose I should thank him for that. So that's it. Everyone dead but me. I'm the survivor. So what do survivors do? They have breakfast. A liquid breakfast. Haley takes the brandy bottle, makes a silent toast to survival, and then a long swig of the burning brown liquid. She rifles through Catherine's pockets and finds... <laughs> a lighter. Alone, in a farmhouse, at the end of the world, the survivor smiles at her good fortune. Haley's beginning to think about composing another social media post. After all, humans are social creatures, and Haley's phantom followers will forgive her. They'll want to hear her thoughts. Post it, like it. Share it, that social construction. But the phone's... Battery. Dead. Social Construct featured the voice talents of Michaela Longdon as Haley, Maximilian Troy Tyler as James, Connor McCord as Barry, Winnie Arhin as Catherine. The narrator was Ben Brunniken, recorded at Gas Music, a therapeutic production. 